I V M. Welcome to a new episode of IVM Likes. I'm in the studio today with Josh. Hey. And uh, first time on the show, Priyanka. Yeah. Say hi, Priyanka. <laughs> hi. All right, this is going to be a fun show. So, uh, at the beginning of the show, we're going to do obviously a round of recommendations. We've got a book, a movie, and a TV show. And then in our second segment, we're going to get into a fight. It's going to be a very fun fight, guys. Mm. All right, let's uh, start with our recommendations. Who, do we, who should we start with? Josh? So, I'm going to recommend a TV show, and I've been just. Uh, not scolded but uh, what is the word reprimanded <laughs> reprimanded or made fun of for the fact that all my shit is old <laughs> or not contemporary enough anyway the show i'm going to recommend is um, 8 out of 10 cats does countdown so 8 out of 10 cats is a comedy panel show in the uk which deals with statistics and stuff and countdown is like a game show with word puzzles and math puzzles and so this is sort of it was a mashup <laughs> like a decade ago <laughs> <laughs> they did one mashup and then subsequently i think in the last 2 years there was demand for it so they did two full series and now there's like a series with like 19 episodes so it went from being just like a special to like two two episode series to six episodes and now like uh, like a permanent thing i feel but it's it's a really um, interesting comedy panel show because they do the puzzles and at the same time in between they're cracking jokes you know i love the puzzles and then they have yeah the puzzles are fun cuz one like in like they the opening of the show has this thing where each c- contestant has to bring a mascot and each mascot is sort of some kind of absurd thing you know and um there'll also be a dictionary corner where they check what the biggest words you can get from the word games are and there'll be a comedian sitting with Susie Dent who checks yeah. the dictionary who will do bits in between all the games and puzzles and stuff so there are all these sort of little, little um uh, standard gags that happen throughout the the show and it just gets more absurd as you know with each show i feel or they get like different types of performers like they got russian dancers once so while the contestants are doing the puzzles there'll be some random shit happening like yeah uh, that's actually really i find that so interesting because how interesting is it to see people solve a puzzle right yeah they're just in their paper doing this so you have one minute and then they that one minute is used properly to make a joke or like a performance yeah. or something stupid which is I, great and also what what i love about it i think is because when you watch all these um late night shows they have those repeating segments right like james corden has mm. his carpool karaoke mm. oh he has flinch yeah. like these kind of game segments yeah. that are there but in this it's like there are repeat segments but each one i don't know they just like up themselves yeah. every time there's always something new or it's it's just all there are like episodes which are a bit like yeah. okay yeah. but i think it's just an interesting format in that they keep it fresh every time you yeah, know yeah the panels always great like yeah. they're all funny people yeah. it's really fun yeah. and they're smart the maths test stuff i can never do uh, no that stuff is it's not that tough oh fine <laughs> i'll try solving it next time like while it, it's so distracting there's like a russian dancer and stuff yeah, and you have yeah. to solve a maths puzzle yeah. so weird it is funny there's one i remember where jimmy car sort of cutting his like he has really long toenails <laughs> and he's cutting his toenails and they're doing the math puzzle and stuff so it's really funny it's it's damn and good. they're all on youtube i think that's yeah. the great bit about it is all available on youtube to watch i don't know if it's supposed to be but it is i'm sure it's supposed to be it's on youtube <laughs> no it's always different guys nick from fulham and all different different names <laughs> Yeah. That's true. It's always Nick of Fulham. Yeah, I really like yeah. him. He puts all QI episodes also. Yeah, he's the QI guy. <laughs> he's a YouTube star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go Nick from Fulham. All right, George. 8 out of 10 cats does countdown. Yeah. 
And now Priyanka, come on, give us your book recommendation. Uh, so my recommendation is uh, I'm a Troll, which came out uh, a year ago, and uh, it's written by a journalist uh, Swati Chaturvedi. So it it's it's a complete dig out on how the BJP's uh, social media and digital India uh, sect really works because uh, she was abused and trolled like almost every journalist in the country is so she actually uh, talks about uh, how people how there's a list of um, journalists that's turned out every single day and there are, there are, uh, there's a list of um, hashtags that's, uh, that is turned out every single day for these people and how they're abused and uh, and it's shocking that uh, you also have people who've uh, abused people and journalists and these uh, public influencers and they are actually people who've been retweeted by uh, the prime minister and they've been um, blocked before but unblocked so uh, and she also talks to someone who used to work for Arvind Gupta who heads uh, Digital India so it's going to sort of nudge you and uh, make you unlearn everything that you know about uh, social media in India so yeah it's it's pretty serious and uh, but it's cool i mean it's i think it's it's the a nudge that everybody uh, requires and sort of gives you some sort of awareness about how these people work so yeah that's my recommendation about uh, i think the thing with like the books that now examine uh, just social media phenomena of trolling yeah it's always i feel like it's stuff you kind of have you know like in the back of your mind like oh th- these are just bots automated to do this or like whatever but you see the effect they have right the effect is there like if you are a regular person tweeting your opinion about a political party and you get trolled if you're not a journalist who's maybe trained to take it a little bit yeah. it's pretty bad even if you know it's uh, you know it's just money making uh, trolls that are just doing this on a day to day basis mm. i think it's still super weird yeah i was looking at some of the screen grabs because there are a bunch of screen grabs yeah. in the book yeah. and you could just read if you read yeah. out one of those three, it's like shocking yeah. there are pages and pages of it so after a point of time you just skip the pages because you know you know what they are about right mm. so the, these are people who have no limit on what they say how they say things doesn't mm. that make trolling less uh, scary then if you know it's literally just people as bots doing this doesn't it make it like the people who are abusing you you can't give them any power anyway but when you know that these are just uh, you know they're churned out of a of a system because they have to mm. then no. it feels like they don't have as much power than if they were real people trolling you mm. you know what i mean but I, yeah. yeah but they're not all of them are not uh, only bots sure. okay so and, and it has a power in numbers with like thousands of people constantly telling you something yeah, i get yeah. that i mean what is what is sort of digitized is that if i am uh, if i'm working for this team now per person there will be around like 100 150 hmm. tweets okay now that is obviously automated hmm. but that per person count is yeah. crazy yeah so that's what they try to tell you that how these guys have put in so much and the kind of words that they use it's bizarre so there yeah, because the idea is not a uh, quality argument the idea is i will inundate you with so many trolls that you cannot like you you'll be tend you'll tend to give up because it's too many yeah, yeah. and but it's crazy how organized they are yeah about that's it. the that's, whole point that's of this that's how scary oh, it is the great trolls man <laughs> yeah. organization organized <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the examples that she's given is uh, even like when Amir Khan sort of uh, uh, said things about the intolerance, intolerance thing, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and and they made sure that he would get out of snap deal. So everything was planned once yeah. that comment came out, and we are, he does. So who would have even thought that okay, he's an ambassador of snap deal? He doesn't yeah. deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. So that it actually yeah. has no link. Okay, it's so like weird. it's like they said. Okay, what makes him most money? If movies, we can't do anything about that. 
what else hmm. how else can we harm him that's a weird yeah, that's a weird it is a man, weird imagine way to if we put this someone. kind of like yeah. this kind of organization and this kind of brain behind good things we imagine yeah. running the country and <laughs> doing this shit like yeah. please yeah there were so many people who were planning like oh. uh, smart cities and all that we it, we would have been somewhere else but okay never mind yeah True. which really sucks that's but it's it's scary but it's definitely something yeah. it's an actual it's a real thing yeah. it's a yeah. real thing yeah. and though i must say that there there's also a flip side that um you have to take it with a pinch of salt because there have been allegations against the author also that you know she said she's been caught lying about things hmm. but uh, an investigation is an investigation so uh, i did go and verify some tw- twitter accounts that were here and yeah they're true so you 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 read and uh, there's always a draw your own conclusions yes. at some point that's that's what it is yes yeah. interesting, interesting. Hmm. all right my turn so i'm going to recommend um a the new netflix movie actually uh, it's called okcha which i just watched so i netflix has been doing it's so old suddenly <laughs> came out like last month oh shit <laughs> a whole month old <laughs> so uh, netflix has been doing like movies feature films for some time i think since 2015 maybe and some of them have been really good and most of them have been awful but i think this is a year i've noticed them put some significant marketing uh, like brad pitt was here to promote war machine and i've been seeing so many like ads for okcha that i was like i'm going to check it out um and it was genuinely interesting so it's basically uh, takes the idea of what the meat industry looks like and the idea of genetically modified animals hmm. right meat in general so um, the story is basically that there's this um, uh, company an agrochemical company called mirando and they come up with this big plan uh, to have people like people are really suspicious of of gm food right hmm. so to make them feel like you know this is okay they decide to breed these super piglets hmm. and they give these 26 super piglets <laughs> that's the cutest thing yeah i know super piglets <laughs> and they are given to 26 farmers across the world hmm. to grow and raise uh, in their own way like hmm. in whatever they feel like is the way to do this um and the story follows this girl in south korea hmm. whose grandfather is one of the farmers who got one of the super piglets all they let this piglet do is run around in nature and it's huge hmm. doesn't look anything like a pig by the way it looks like a hippopotamus oh my god it's huge <laughs> and it's a very sweet animal that basically you know likes the mountains and the trees and he loves this girl his granddaughter miha uh but 10 years later hmm. which was the plan for the mirando th- corporation 10 years later all these pigs would be bought back hmm. there would be a crowning of the best super piglet hmm. the super super piglet <laughs> uh and then they would be presented on a stage like it would be a big parade and all of that hmm. and then um people would like them and you would not know that you're eating them basically like you'd you'd endure your people would endure themselves to like this pig because it's super cute looking hmm. and they would be less uh, inclined less worried about eating them oh you know if you know the animals if you know okay okay got like you know it, the idea it. being that we're going because to make them because they feel, know it's gm but now that they're familiar with yeah, the super pig yeah, let yeah. they they're fine yeah. with eating it so the story okay, okay. is uh, you know 10 years later they're trying to take the super pig from south korea back and miha who's the daughter who like the granddaughter of the farmer hmm. won't let this pig go cuz she loves him so much she's grew up with him hmm. so uh, miha is chasing uh, you know this super piglet down to new york now from south korea and she's a young girl can't speak any english Uh, and she's on the chase to find get okcha back hmm. uh while she's trying to do this an other group called animal liberation front who are non violent you know peta kind of version on the in the movie okay. are out to kidnap okcha again hmm. because they don't want her to go to the factory this is a fiction film 
Yes. Oh my god. Okay fine. I know. Sorry. Right? I thought I it was know. a documentary for a second. Yeah, it is. It's so weird and it's done really well cuz it's bilingual. It goes from like you you're a little bit of English when you're in New York and listening to Miranda the corporation hmm. and otherwise it's completely Mia and her grandfather and Okja talking in Korean. Okja is also talking. No, Okja's not talking. <laughs> Sorry. They're talking to Okja. I'm like there's a talking super big. <laughs> this conversation This is really a super big. <laughs> Talk also. <laughs> anyway, so the story is basically uh, where where does your loyalty lie when the meat industry where you know it is for science it is for food hmm. it is okay to eat food and it's okay to eat meat um, but is it the practices that are okay is it the lying to the public that's okay is it making a parade out of it okay and should this pig be allowed to live um, the life it it deserves even though it's you know not is genetically uh, modified, modified and mutated or whatever mm. a lot of people are calling it a vegan friendly movie it's not mm. the even meja eats they show the family eating meat all the time they they show the family making chicken but it's done in a way like you know when she's eating at home and she's eating fish at home or chicken curry at home it's like soft lighting and cute music mm. but in the factory it's like white lights stark cutting animals up mm. uh, but the the idea it's trying to i think i'm assuming trying to prove is that there are different perspectives on everything hmm. and you can literally depends on which side of the argument you are on hmm. if you knew the pig you would think this is evil but if you were kind who are trying to prevent a uh, food shortage and you felt like this is the only way to do it you're also right technically hmm. there are some bits that are really campy like jay jelenol is in it and he plays like a um, like a television animal expert super weird performance uh tilda swinton is she is amazing hmm. she plays the the evil lady basically it's very well done because it's trying to balance like really soft um you know this this little grandfather and his granddaughter living in a little um like nice mountains in south korea and your new york people awful people <laughs> corporations doing awful things it's very it's very interesting okay. um it's called okja it's on netflix All right, so that was my recommendation. Josh recommended eight out of ten cats does count down. And Priyanka recommended. I'm a troll. Bye, Swati Chaturvedi. And I'm yeah. recommending Netflix's new feature film called Okja. Uh, all right, that was great, guys. That was very interesting. So now we're going to go into a fight round. It's going to be very. Uh, it's going to get intense. So Abbas and Naveen are uh, fighting about um, superhero films, and have we had enough, or are we just getting started? Let's let's come back to that after the break. All right, welcome to the second section of this episode where uh, we're bringing back IVM fights. Yes. Uh, we have Naveen and Abbas in the studio, and they're discussing: uh, Have we had too many superhero movies? Uh, Naveen is saying, "Yes, it's too much. Let's stop." Yes. And Abbas is saying, uh, "Of course not. Bring no. more. Bring them on." Yes. All right, let's go. Let's uh, start with Abbas. All right. I do not think there has been an overkill of superhero films. I think we have only or rather Hollywood has only started nailing superhero films in about the last 10 years or so. We should be glad that we live in a time where we have shared universes of superheroes where one superhero film can blend into another and we can have different superheroes crossing over each other in one movie. The fact that superhero films get branded as one genre is i think where we are going wrong uh, thor is fantasy fiction batman begins is a thriller spiderman homecoming is a teen movie so the different genres are getting blended with the superhero uh, element in them so these movies are different movies they'll work if they're good movies they won't work if they're bad movies batman with superman was a bad movie it did not work 
uh, Ant-Man is an enjoyable heist movie uh, Similarly Different genres are, as Guardians of the Galaxy Is a space adventure So do not club Superhero movies together we, I, I'm glad I live in a time Where I get to see So many superhero films On screen See those comic uh, book pages Play out on screen Like I always imagined They would So no No superhero overkill Bring it on I'll watch all of them And I'll enjoy them Alright Cool Naveen. I respect where you come from <laughs> As a fellow nerd I agree with most of what you're saying Because like Eventually we all go To these movies And we yes. have to like Watch it and have our views And opinions on that The problem being that uh, Our generation Essentially the one who got The later 90s And yes. early 2000s To beat kids uh, We saw the first explosion of that Okay And uh, While you said The genre point is spot on Eventually they'll run out of genres Given the fact that Marvel has all these things Planned for phase 4 And for phase 5 now Once they're done with phase 4 uh, And the problem also being That this become a marketing strategy now Let's look at this uh, like Even you look at Homecoming right now Sony took over from, from Marvel For marketing And they ran it Like to the ground almost uh, So much so like People started hating the campaign Right A lot of the BVS also suffered From the same problem Problem was BVS was a bad film And Homecoming got Favorably good reviews Now what happens Throughout all of this is that they are selling these movies to us as brands. You know, where it was the joy of sure watching the movie as a kid who'd like to watch superheroes. From that it's become like now we have to go for it. Come on, yeah. It's like they have taken over the blockbuster slots of us. I'm just saying that every summer now we we would like to have all these amazing movies that would be not superhero. Now they're taking Disney's taken over the entire Industry altogether, right? And now they have all these plans, and DC is trying to emulate that. There's a monster verse now from Universal, and MGM is planning to probably its own shit. So, like, everybody's now going to this as a marketing plan and not more like, you know, let's give these people how it would be, honestly. Like, Logan took so much time to become after so many failed X Men movies, right? We went for all those X Men movies, went back disappointed because it was an overkill. At one like, even now, they don't know what to do with Quicksilver. After the first movie, first movie, great shot with Quicksilver, second one, overkill, right? And then they figure out how to make a good Wolverine movie and they figure out Logan. So once in a while we are amazed by a great superhero movie. But otherwise they come and go and we really don't give a shit. Is the question, is is your point that the budgets that these movies may have, which are so expensive, is that the marketing is like you are bombarded with it all the time. Yeah. Which is not wrong, it is right. Uh, you can't escape them. Like that's the problem. I think that is why Overkill comes in is that the marketing. But not the number of movies that what Abbas is saying. It's not... It's not that the number of movies is exactly. too many. Exactly, you just described movies in general. Most of the movies fail at the box office. The good no, ones do the, well. But I do understand that you're saying that these are big-ass studios that can put so much money into it that you cannot escape these movies. So you are going to you are you are bound to see the worst ones also. Uh, and I like to add to that is that one is that you are you are forced to see them because they are in your face. They are in your blockbuster. Uh, all your timings of movies are just superhero movies, and. Then what happens is because they're all shared universe, you cannot miss one. You can't miss the bad ones even. And the problem, one point I left out was that now they also like uh, the stylized versions of it and everything will obviously come more evolved as we go on with time. But we have all these first act, third act thingies. Now we all know, like, you know, the origin stories also for that matter. Like, for example... Okay, now can, I, can I be allowed? No, no, I'm not making my point. I, I have thought <laughs> of the, <laughs> the previous uh, comebacks for yes, your points so, and now you're going to a different so set of points. So you a notebook for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I have. All right, all right. Finish your point yeah, and then so we'll go to you. The thing is that now it's become predictable. People are, like, seeing through plots and, and it's become, like, you, you accept that at some point that we don't have the same allure to the superhero movies. The genre itself will be respected by giving 
calling it breathing space what i say okay go abas uh, okay i'll try and break it down in two parts uh, the first bit that you said about bombardment of marketing strategy the fast and the furious has the similar amount of marketing strategy so why don't you say we are forced to see every fast and the furious film that terrible films but everybody goes to see them and if you're if you're forced to see them you're not forced to like them bad movies superhero or not will not do well uh, at the box office uh, there's a reason why green lantern failed is because it was a terrible movie there's a reason why uh, iron man 2 didn't do well because it wasn't as captivating a film as the other marvel movies have been so i agree that because superhero phenomena is still a fairly new phenomena you're all forced to go see it but over time the weeding out of the good superhero films or the bad superhero films will happen eventually no amount of marketing strategy strategy is going to make audiences be fooled uh, to to go see a film that they get a sense that it's not going to be that special that's one point the other point you said that they have a similar three act structure to to some extent i agree with you that we are having this deja vu in superhero films where the third act has to be this uh, you know big fight uh, where buildings have to fall explosions have to happen but again over time that will take uh, its course doctor strange did not have that kind of a climax it had a tricky climax where the protagonist kind of tricks the big villain out of the predicament i do agree that films like wonder woman which are first two acts were great but the third act fell into the superhero trap uh, but i think again writers will take care of that the the fact that superhero films are such a new phenomena and within that we had the first female led superhero film this year which did well uh just thinking of that like for example marvel in in the comics the character of she hulk uh, her alter ego is a lawyer i would love to see a movie where a superhero is also a lawyer captain marvel the upcoming female superhero led marvel movie which is going to be uh, coming up she's somewhere like a combination between a captain america and a superman i would love to see a female character like that bloom on screen uh, miss uh, the the current miss marvel who's a muslim uh, immigrant teenager from pakistan uh, i would love to see that story. it's a, it's a coming of age story waiting to happen with the superhero element so the possibilities are endless i am just waiting for all of that to happen the superhero genre is evolving it's getting better uh, with with time the ones which follow the same trap are going to fall out fall behind eventually like x men apocalypse didn't do very well because kind of like an old school throwback to the uh, previous superhero movies it didn't do well so the ones which adapt the ones which do uh, uh, you know go ahead with uh, with times are the ones uh, superhero films which will survive the test of time is what i feel cool okay so to that point i agree that there'll be obviously good movies and bad movies and we'll kind of like be able to pick them up years later yeah. the problem is in this competition right to churn out more movies for example why did it take so much time for no she hulk movie to ever come out right also because this is a franchise thing let's look at it also we we have to consider marketing because that's how they they're giving us all these movies based on like okay which movie do you want and they'll ha- ask like a very serious audience and they'll say oh we want a white superhero like spiderman to be rebooted thrice right problem again being that they will never go back to like smaller stories and all these points because they don't have the kind of audience right now until they build on that but then we have to go back to the basics and see how we perceive superheroes right there is larger than life characters you want to be and we want to admire them cool but if we have so many of them and so many different shared universe and the churning them out like crazy then you know like the belief system kind of goes little wonky 
No, it doesn't. I am a believer. I still believe. <laughs> and there aren't so many shared universes. There's just one Marvel shared universe and one DC shared universe. There's more then, apart from that. They're as not well. superheroes. If you're talking about the horror shared universes and whatever, and in an ideal scenario, because you said that uh, you know, because these are supposed to be big budget films, in an ideal world, I think as we go along, there will be smaller independent films which will also be superhero films. In the comics, they do that already. A couple of episodes ago, uh, Alika recommended a comic book for of Hawkeye mm-hmm. where he doesn't put on the suit at all. It's a very intimate yeah. uh, story where he's fighting for the rent uh, where he's staying Correct. so stories like that will eventually come on screen uh, with netflix with television with so many avenues Again, see netflix and like we need we have superheroes there as well right so yeah, we do, do, don't you love yeah. it that the texture of a luke cage is so different from that of a jessica jones is so dif- uh, different to that of a flash or so, a supergirl exactly so now to watch the end of what they become right they, they become the whole team together after mm-hmm. some time and so i have to watch daredevil luke cage, Jessica Jones and and Finn and and Fist to be on terms with everything that's no, going on. No, you don't. These are all self-contained stories no. within themselves as well. If I okay, I'll say this. I'll give you this. If a superhero film. With all its connections and all its shared universe, if it's not a self-contained story within itself, then it's a failure as a superhero film or a TV show. I'll give you that. I do think that they are mostly self-contained, but what happens is. Uh, sometimes they are self-contained for sure, and they are enjoyable movies by themselves. But if you watch, if you want to watch the next Captain America, you have to have watched something where his origin story was mentioned, and like with Tom Not Holland really. also as Spider-Man. You saw him in, in what Captain America? Civil right? Civil War. In Civil War. Have you seen Homecoming? I haven't. I'm going to okay. So there's it a little snippet in the beginning where they kind of cover it in the first five minutes. There's Fair a, enough. A recap. Fair enough. I feel like I can't pick a superhero I like and just follow his movies. I'm like, I'm going to watch all Captain America. Amazing. I feel like I can't do that because I have to have watched everyone. Mm. I feel like I'm that's an individual choice. I get right? that. I get yeah. that. And I also get your point where the the problem is that there is no breathing space for these. Like, if there's going to be one every block, like every whatever season, big slot that it's a it's a big slot that it takes up, and I feel like it's it is a lot. It is. I mean, it's not just the money spending; it's a constant bombardment of this is coming, this is coming. Don't this watch coming. trailers. Don't look at the posters. Mm. Just wait so, for the movie. Just, like, just wait for the movie and go for the impossible. movie. See, that's, that's we're not living in the seventies. It is not now. impossible. That's so that's what the wild marketing. We have to be on social media to have watch all of these things. And like in today's time and age, you're like, oh, you're left behind in all of this. That also happens. <laughs> so in that, that applies for every film, Naveen. It's not just the superhero. Exactly, every big budget. Exactly. Film. But then, how many like from last year? How many horror movies do you remember that stood out? And how many superhero movies? It's also the budgets, right? Obviously, the superhero movies yeah. have a larger budget, yes. and that's why they can do that. That's why they can like be on every bus and every. Oh, so bus exactly. If you didn't watch a trailer and went solely for the movie to enjoy the movie on, on its own, what stays with you and what does not, right? Because mm. at the end of the day, you have to be feeding into all of this to get the frenzy all of together. Yeah, I think the frenzy is actually sometimes a little bit of the problem. Like I, I do tend to not want uh, like what want to watch a movie because it's too much marketing sometimes. Not that it's a bad thing. Movies are some are pretty good, maybe, and yes. they're, they're definitely yeah. enjoyable. But sometimes the marketing is too much. It is. It's so because then that's a different big debate budget about movies. the. Is there an overkill of marketing? That's another debate. So that is for the individual movies that come out. The eventual point being that these guys are trying to now put out everything that they got in their sleeve, mm. right? To put all the cards on the table and make sure that they have this running thing going mm. for as long as they can put out movies because they have all these actors signing contracts for years and years and everything. Tom Holland is sold, sold to the whole thing <laughs> at this point, right? He's twenty one. Belongs to Marvel now, so so eventually you look at this like how that guy shows frustration on his face in the interviews that he's tired of being a part of this because he's like oh my god I'm in this together now so 
you look at this like for now the next 20 years we're going to get more marvel movies he's he's and getting paid a ton of money to do that <laughs> it's not like he's being forced to do it but really this money he will eventually <laughs> oh now we're going existential no yeah if we are really looking at superhero themes in this debate itself yeah. is money the is money the winner come on money come is on. a real superhero okay, where, I, where is the batmobile going to come from <laughs> okay, <laughs> money i get both of your points and you are right that maybe we're still in the early stages so bad movies will get weeded out and it will change but it feels like it feels like a lot it feels like there's no breathing space for these it's like i have to every week i have to be some excited about something new superhero and i have to follow his goddamn origin story i get that also but uh, i also think that maybe you are right and in some years we will see the small independent superhero movies that's a possibility yes uh, seems far out right now uh, but i i think i see both your points i think i get it i do think that like they can like chillax a little bit on the money making you're being biased towards navin right now huh? why 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 i do feel uh, i do I feel bombarded by this I by very strong points <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right guys let's not get into this argument all right cool that yeah. was a good fight guys yes, yes. Uh, you guys brought some good points to the table i am undecided but i'll go see spider man today and see how <laughs> yeah, i feel please do <laughs> it's a great movie that i think navin will also agree yeah it's a- i i do like spider man in general of course uh, nobody takes my opinion because i liked andrew garfield spider man and i was like she, yeah, i like uh, it yeah. this is the- <laughs> No, you just lost all your credibility in my sight. This is overkill. <laughs> all right, that was our episode. I don't think we have a winner, but I think uh, I guess everybody is a winner. <laughs> Superheroes are the winner. Um, if you guys have an opinion on this, find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are IVM Podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Bye.